So yesterday on our previous podcast, we talked about decolonizing the mind. The first one was knowledge of self. Now, today we would talk about learning the truth about colonization. The biggest issue that a lot of us have here and are definitely on the continent is that you really don't know the truth about colonization, how it happened, and why they used you to build up their empire. Because understand, they used you to do it. They didn't build anything by themselves. They didn't pull themselves up by their bootstraps. If you look at today, they're still using you in prisons. Look at the 13th Amendment. You are a slave still in America. And if they're not using you in the prisons to make all kind of items, furniture, some of you are coding in prison, but yet you come out of prison, you can't even get those jobs because you have a quote unquote criminal record, right? If they're not using you, then they're using people that's coming in as immigrants from south of the border to be out there picking fruit, going on the farms, doing all the farm labor. These people have never worked a day in their life to build this nation like we have as black people, even so-called Hispanics have worked even today with the food, right? and other menial jobs they want to do. When I'm out there riding on the highways and seeing who's out there building homes, all I see is Hispanics and brothers. I don't see them out building homes. I don't see them out there building the roads. I don't see it. I have, matter of fact, never seen it, right? So they have never, even to now, build things on their own. They just want to be in control. They want to just point and tell you what to do. You know, now it comes to, killing and pillaging that that's what they like to do but outside of that when it comes to the hard work and labor of keeping something going or building something up it has never happened so their empire of colonization would not exist without you understand that on the african continent they build their countries today off of taking what's out of the african continent in the area of resources a lot of them are there trying to make money they're siphoning money out of the continent. They say at least $50 billion worth of money comes out of the African continent every year in deceptive practices, them not paying their taxes as they should to the different African nations, violating regulations they should be paying fines on. I mean, you guys got to understand it goes all the way up to today. But first, you must learn the past. You must learn about colonization in itself. Now, Let's go all the way back to the Berlin Conference. At one point in time, all these European nations were about to get into a fight with each other over the African continent. So they decided to have the Berlin Conference. And at this Berlin Conference, they all sat down and they say, look, we can't be fighting each other over Africa. And let me tell you something. They wanted to fight over Africa. But yet they say that, you know, Africa is not worth anything. Africa is a poop hole or whatever, but yet they were going to fight over it. And they decided to say, you know what? Listen, Belgium, you you have this. France, you could have that. Everybody was making their little plots to take. To the Berlin Conference, they went back to the African continent and they took the land that they felt that they could take because, you know, the brothers and sisters didn't have guns at the time. And that's the only reason they conquered is because they had more weapons. If the brothers and sisters had the guns and had the same thing, that wouldn't have happened. History would have changed completely. Trust me on that. We would not even be dealing with this issue today. So they all cut out their little piece of land. 
and they ruled with an iron fist. Many of them, you know, about King Leopold, uh, the Congo, how if they didn't make their quota. They would cut off their brothers and sisters hands and feet in which we want to cover King Leopold. We'll do that on African diaspora news.org. Um, one day we want to show you the graphic images and we can do that on our website. We can't do it on YouTube, anything like that. But you need to see what they were doing to the brothers and sisters to understand colonization, to understand what happened. So they had the brothers and sisters working all day and even they're so sick today, even in Belgium, they still have the chocolate hands, the research of chocolate hands that they sell. Those chocolate hands was when they used to cut off the black brothers and sisters hands off when they didn't meet a quota for ivory or rubber. Then you had France that was in there. France still in there to this day. Now, the brothers and sisters supposedly are free from colonization, but yet when France is being kicked out, it destroyed everything. It was trying to destroy everything they had, so they made a deal with them, like, look, you just not destroy everything on your way out. You know, we'll still kind of de facto work with you. So France is still neo-colonizing West Africa, those 14 African nations. It's reported that if West Africa was really cut France off, they'll revert to a third world country. France is surviving off of Africa alone. But yet you go to France and France is considered first world. But yet a lot of the African nations that are supporting them are considered third world. I believe a reverse needs to happen. I believe West Africa needs to become first world and France needs to become third world because it's just only right because you're not doing anything worthy to be in that position. Africa is still upholding you. This is just Africa is still upholding the majority of the world right now. So during that Berlin conference, people set everything up. This is when eventually it comes to the part of the story that involves what people say, the American um, descendant of slaves. You want to call them, you know, the enslaved Africans that came from the continent. Well, what name you want to call them? But we came through that as well because of the colonization. When you had people like Cecil Rhodes, who was a, you know, ravaged, evil colonist, the one that set up Rhodesia, the one that set up apartheid, Cecil Rhodes, you know, he was one of them in the area of South Africa. It was just, you know, straight up horrible. You know, now Rhodesia is modern day Zimbabwe and Robert Mugabe, shout out to that brother. He freed his people from a white supremacist conclave. And that's why Robert Mugabe was the leader for a long time until he was eventually removed by a coup. You know, that's like where it happens in the African nations that coups happen. Unfortunately, it's not that it's just a democratic process. People voted in, people voted out. That's the way it should be. But you have to understand there are many hands at play when it comes to coups. You still have France, you have the other countries in the West. Now you have China being a player and Russia now is trying to become a player in the African politics now as well. But you must understand in colonizing your mind, everything that has happened to us you must understand that you can't have no love for a colonizer. Look back at all the atrocities right here in America, how we were beaten, how we were raped. Men, women and children were raped, how we were lynched, how we were skinned alive. A lot of us and our ancestor skin was used to make shoe leather. I'm not m making that up. Go look it up or how our ancestors, children was used as alligator bait. 
That's why they call them alligator babies in Louisiana and Florida. Go look up what I'm telling you. I'm not lying to you about any of this. This is documented. Or when black women was used to be the guinea pigs for gynecology. You would have gynecology in America without black women to do all the experiments they've done on them. Universities like John Hopkins, you know, major university, major place that people go to learn. John Hopkins back in the slavery times would take slaves and experiment on slaves. Well, they're medical students. They don't teach you any of that. And I guarantee you, John Hopkins don't want to bring that up. Or they're starting what they've done to slaves back in that time period. You must learn the atrocities. You must learn the evil of how our families were separated, how we was taken from the, our home in Africa and brought over here. Some collusion did happen with opposing tribes. That's true. Then some were deceived because some were deceived. And I'm going to tell you why, because they don't talk about that. See, see, today they love to bring up that, oh, yeah, they colluded with the uh, slave masters and, and sold your people. A lot of times what happened as well is they would come and they would say, you know what? OK, they had a tribal war. Right. So now you got this opposing tribe there. They're captured. They're there. Well, what happened a lot of times the white people show up and say, hey, well, since you have you know, them captured, can they come work with us and be our translators at our forts and, and help us to spread, you know, the great gospel of white Jesus? Can you, I mean, I mean, instead of having them, I mean, it's wrong to kind of keep them there. And a lot of times they were running game doing that. They were bringing them over there, but they were secretly taking them over there and shipping them out to America too. It wasn't always, oh yeah, here's, here's our people to go be slaves here, take them and go treat them the worst thing ever. That's not how it all happened. A few of them colluded with that, but then you have to understand in that time period, the slavery that these people done over here in America, they didn't do that in Africa. They did more so an indentured servitude, which is you work so many years and then you're acclimated into that new society. So if the one tri tribe A defeat tribe B, then tribe B can be indentured servants. Only the men, only the men, not the women, not the children. The men in tribe B will be indentured servants for a maximum of seven years. After the seven years, tribe B will be a part of tribe A. So now that's the way it will work. So if you look at the new version of Roots they had come out, what, a year or two ago? If you look at when Kunta Kinte, when he came over and he said, look at that one part. He said, how many years I have to work? I don't know if you paid attention to that part. We said, how many years I have to work? Because that's the way it was practiced in African nations. If you was tribe A defeated tribe B, you'd be indentured servants. And you're not beaten like that. You're not raped. You're not anything like that. But you know that you have to be in digital service and you don't, you know, work. Well, yeah, it's going to be a consequence for not working. But it was understood that that's just how it was at that time period. So slavery over here was something the world have never seen before. People never worked to death like that. People weren't beaten, raped, pillaged. I mean, just it was the most horrible thing ever. And a lot of us don't want to learn about that, but that's part of colonization, slavery. You have to learn everything about your history because you cannot decolonize your mind and not learning your history. 
even in Kenya as well. You could look at, there's a book called Histories of the Hanged, and they talk about Britain's dirty war in Kenya and the end of the empire. We talked about all the atrocities that happened with the British. And Kenyans need to know that history. You have to understand that. You got to know your history for number one, so you won't repeat it. But number two, you have to put the colonizer in proper perspective. Number three, you will still see the same elements from back then to now because they do not change their ways. Now, they may not be as violent as they used to be. They're still hella violent. Trust me. Oh, yeah, hella violent. But some of you would think that things have changed, but you have to understand the children of the slave master and the children of the colonizer haven't changed. Because if you still see hatred in this world today based on race, then what has changed? They're still running everything. They don't believe in equality. What has changed? Yes, you may not be on a plantation fields in somebody's farm, but they translated, they have more slaves now in America's prisons than they did back when it was slavery. And they did it legally to do it. You understand what I'm saying? So you must learn about colonization. You must learn how they came in trying to be your friend. They didn't come in just with an army trying to attack you because they came in that way. You would have seen that coming. You would have fought against that. But no, what you done in that time period was say, oh, yeah, yeah, our friends. And the whole time they had the knife sharpening to get you right in your back. That's what they were doing to you. So you must learn from that and say, okay, I can't trust you like that. I can't because you don't have my best interest at heart. So when it comes to learning the truth about colonization, that is a protection mechanism for you, your children, and your children's children. We can't repeat colonization throughout the world. Black people have to be finally be free. You got to be free because you've been enslaved long enough. You've been colonized in your mind long enough, don't you think? I mean, let somebody else be colonized if they want to, but we have done enough time. We've done hundreds and hundreds of years of colonization in our minds. This is why we say first we had to have a knowledge of self. Now when you get that knowledge of self, you learn everything that was done to you, and it's just a protection mechanism while you learn. That's why. So you can see how the colonizer move, how he talks, what he don't say. And his language, when he don't say what he's saying by that, you understand what I'm saying? That's how we have to learn about that colonization. Learning your history is important. Understand something. When you hear people like the Jewish people that say, we never again with the Holocaust. They don't let nobody tell them the Holocaust is a long time ago. Why are you guys still talking about the Holocaust? But we'll sit here and allow people to tell us slavery was a long time ago. You wasn't a slave. They never tell a Jewish person, well, you wasn't in the Holocaust. Because a lot of people born today was never in the Holocaust. But yet they don't tell them that. But they have the nerve to tell us that you were never a slave. That goes back to the previous podcast, knowledge of self. Once you start knowing who you are, you start checking people on that. I don't care anything about that. We still enslaved in America. How about that? 
take that 13th Amendment, that slavery clause off of that, didn't tell me anything about a slave, but everybody definitely could be a slave at any time in this country. This country don't know one day without slavery. It don't. How is it that America still has slavery on the books in 2019? Can anyone explain that to me? How slavery is still on the books and we don't rail against that? We talk about, you know, hate for LGBTQ, hate for women, hate for, you know, everyone else, but we still got slavery on the books. We need to engage with that. Truth about colonization, that's one of the aspects they needed to survive. So if we're going to break colonization in the mind, then we could break it outside the mind because we have to understand that it isn't right. Anything slavery isn't right. Okay, what it is. Uh, slavery in prison, sex slavery, slavery. Nobody should be a slave to nobody. Everyone should have a free will to do what they want. If they want people to work in jail, they should pay them minimum wage. That's what they should do. Put it up in their commissary. And when they get out of uh, jail, they should be to collect their funds because they earned that while it was in there. That's what they should do. But no, they want to pay them 10 cents an hour, five cents an hour. That's slavery. Come on now. I mean, that's sick. So we have to learn all aspects of how we were colonized and what, how we still colonize to this day. In the African continent, the way they kept colonization going is lack of knowledge. This is what I'm greatly studying about a lot of African people. They don't allow them to have access to the knowledge that we have. A lot of people will say on a continent that's honest, African-Americans are extremely conscious. They're extremely knowledgeable and they know the system very well. Well, that's because of one we live in it, we're exposed to it. We live in the belly of the beast. We do. But also, we've been exposed to a lot more that a lot of African people aren't exposed to. And some areas don't even have the Internet. You understand what I'm saying? Some areas don't have, you know, enough books to learn anything. So when you're being deceived in a lot of areas and then here come a brother or sister from America saying, brother, why are you responding that way? Why are you sitting up here, you know, cheesing when the colonizer shows up? Some of them don't get why you talk that way. So you literally have to educate them. This is why, you know, in my opinion, we all need to start going to the continent, those of us who believe in Pan-Africanism, and start doing a decolonization tours because you got to really help decolonize them and educate them. It's going to come through education. Once they ed get educated, they're going to be no different than us. And that's what you want. You want more Julius Malemas, more PLO Lumumbas. You want guys like that. You want women, you know, that's in a BLF that I've seen. You want people like that, EFF. You want more and more people that talk like that, the riders. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only way the continent's going to turn around is getting rid of that colonization. And in South Africa, that's a big hub for brothers and sisters that be going in. And, and those brothers and sisters alone, you know, I want to definitely get with them and say, hey, y'all brothers and sisters thought about traveling in the continent and, and bring that knowledge to the people? Because even the continent of Africa need that knowledge, man. They got to have it. Because they're suffering right now. But learning the truth about colonization will free us all. Whether we're in the African continent or right here in the United States of America, we got to have that. Now, of course, you got some black folks here in America so afraid to learn the truth. Don't want to hear the truth. They think that if they duck their head in the sand or put their fingers in their ears so they can't hear you speak, it's going to absolve them from what they're going to deal with here in America, especially living under racism and white supremacy. But it doesn't help you at all 
by putting your fingers in your ears, brother or sister. It don't. And eventually it's going to come on your doorstep. And you're going to be surprised. Like, oh, I can't believe what you think you can avoid it forever. No, you're going to deal with it. Especially when you go to the job. But with that being said, we must learn the truth of colonization. So we won't repeat it, for one. And also so we can be heavily on our guard anytime we see it come our way. But that is the steps that we have to take in decolonizing our mind. It's a process. It's not just a one thing. So you gain the knowledge yourself, and we're talking about learning the truth about colonization. On our next podcast, we're going to be talking about biblical deception because that is exactly what they used to lower the defenses of our African ancestors to allow them to come in to take our ancestors away and ship them off to America to be slaves in the most horrible slavery in the world has ever seen. Leave me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.